Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator, here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Good morning, good morning, good morning to all my listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Put It All on the Table through Mediation, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com internet radio station. So how in the heck are you all out there? I can hear you through the radio waves shouting, I'm doing just great, Teresa. Wow, I am so happy to hear it. Trust me. The weather here today in Arizona is fabulous. You know, um, why am I saying that? Because it has cooled off, you all. You know, I am always giving you the forecast for the day when I broadcast. So today, you all, the high is going to be about 88 degrees here in the valley. Actually, it's about 73 degrees and maybe possibly some rain, which we can always welcome uh, here in um, the desert. I am um, doing great also. I am blessed and highly favored as God is great. He is the rock, the shoulders that I stand on throughout the course of my life. Listen. I am very excited about my show today as I have a panel of women. Yeah, baby. Phenomenal and educated and just well-informed and just smart women as I am so grateful to have them here with me today on my show. The title of my show today, listeners, is Love, Trump, Hate. Me and my guests are going to talk about the presidential campaign election and the importance of this election to us women and as well as the issues that we as women have to deal with that can become frustrating, drain our hope, and or blind our future for ourselves and our family. So to all of my men listeners out there, continue to stay tuned. This is going to be a great conversation that will be interesting and educational. So now, should you want to comment or ask a question, Please call at 1-888-GO-FOR-IT. That's 1-888-GO-FOR-IT. Besides, gentlemen, I want to tell you that I will be airing again on October 6th, and this show will have a panel of men. I'm not exactly certain what the subject matter will be, but it will be interesting. So stay tuned and check the Talk Zone website and or click on, um, and click on my show, or you can go to the website. TEKmediations.com and there is a talk zone link there to my show. Whichever way you choose to do it, just stay tuned. All right. I'm going to say it. Are you all registered to vote? We here in the Valley have until the 10th of October to get registered for voting. Now I've talked to you guys about this, uh, before is that voting is is very very important it's very important to vote okay so now you need to be sure that you know where your polling places are what time they open and what time they close this is especially important for all of those who have to go in to work in the morning you know like and also take the kids to school drop off the children at the babysitters you know i get it trust me however you know voting is going to take some extra time of your day, but so what, you guys, is very important. And listen, if you have not registered yet, 
really, guess what? You still have some time, a little time to do it. So don't get excited. Don't get excited. Calm down. I'm going to tell you, I have already said this before on my show, but I'm going to say it again. We have until the 10th of October to get registered to vote. So I'm not sure what other states, um, you know, if you're listening to uh, to me here out of Arizona, I do know that we have until the 10th of October. So here in the Valley, I'm asking you to go to recorder.maricopa.gov slash elections. Click on the register to vote button. And there you are. No excuses. It is plain, quick, easy and simple to do, guys. Like Nike slogan says, just do it. No procrastination allowed. OK, nope, nope, nope. No procrastination allowed. OK, let's move on. Listen, I have an announcement to make. This coming November will mark my two year anniversary for broadcasting on the great Internet radio. And I'm changing the name and format of my show. In November, the new name is going to be Here's Teresa. Pretty catchy, huh? And it's simple to remember, you know. And I will be, of course, uh, broadcasting on the greattalkzone.com internet radio. That's not changing. But I'm going to change the format. And um, this will give me the opportunity to expand my topics of interest for my listening audience. With the same exuberance, care, insightfulness, great guests, and informative spirit, spirit rather, that I have to bring to the show. And, you know, this will, you know, everything that I've done, you know, on this show, you know, having on the great guests and educating you guys and informing you, this is still going to continue on my show. It's just going to be broader. So the time will remain the same as I will be the still in the, you know, the, the one hour slot. So there are two important number one things for you to remember for the month of November. And they are that my radio show is changing along with the format and to get out and vote. Right. I will keep you posted on the exact date as I am changing and growing my radio program to make improvements for not only me, but for you, my listening audience, who I appreciate so much. I'm very happy about it. Okay, it is shout out time. All right. Well, I want to shout out to Tierra and Marty Daniel. They're my grands, and I do mean <laughs> grands. Paris, who I also call Marty, he's so darn handsome, you guys. Oh, my God. Look, I'm already fighting off the girls, okay? At at seven years old, this started with him. Now he's 10, so, uh, well, he is practicing for his black belt in Taekwondo. He goes every Saturday for this practice section session, and he also got recognition for being just an exceptional student at his elementary school. So um, a big shout out to him, a big round out, a big round of applause for him. And also his sister, who is, you know, I call her beautiful. She is already a first Dan in Taekwondo. So look out, guys. She is the total package out there. She's 16 years old now. And she has the package of the brains, the beauty and the brawn. And she's aspiring to be a doctor, a dermatologist. And, um, you know, she's a good, she, um, well, she, you know, assists coaching these aspiring black belt, you know, uh, kids on Saturdays along with her baby brother. So she's, she's really good. She's a good instructor. And I'm just very proud of, proud of them. So I just wanted to say, give a shout out and congrats to both of them. Okay. Now, <clears throat> here's the other shout out I want to talk about. Two more black men were shot and killed within a week. 
Terrace Crutcher from Oklahoma and Keith Lamont Scott from North Carolina. All right. Something needs to change, listeners. And I'm telling you, uh, it, it's getting tough. I mean, I have two handsome, smart and nice sons. They're grown. And I have a grandson, all I love with every fiber in my body, just like I know that you guys love your, uh, you know, your young men, because I'm talking, you know, about the young men now. So, and, and you know, as hard as I'm now talking to my grandson, as I talk to my sons, you know, when they were coming up and about the ways of the world. And, you know, you guys being raised in a mixed family, lived in mixed neighborhoods, and as my dad's um Mother, I uh, was French and Irish and my uh, mom's dad was Cherokee. You know, so I am praying for things to change fast, man, like quick. You know, with my sons, you know, I pray especially hard for them daily, as I always have. But even more dedication and intense now that the, the family prayers are consistently abound from my lips to God ears. And I just want to say this, listeners. All police officers are not bad. I get that, as I have said this several times on my show before. But this racism crap, uh, you know, it, it, it has to stop. The flavor of this country right now is negatively off the chain in a downward dark spiral. This is not going to be a happy ending. Trust me, if we don't get control of this, this is not going to be a happy ending. So listeners, I am very, very concerned about mankind, I have said this before on previous shows, and I am afraid that mankind will not realize the depth of his sins and make intentions to correct themselves. People are so disconnected from the positive source, in my opinion. If you don't believe me, just take a gander of how people drive, the police shootings and people shooting police officers. You know, listeners, I'm not sure what it is going to take on how to stop this ugly chain of reaction. I do know that if you want to keep getting what you're getting, keep doing what you're doing. And I just want to, you know, offer some advice to those of you listening, you know, to my voice, you know, with the children coming in back of us, you know, as I teach your children about love, kindness, equality, the power of communication, understanding the power of forgiveness uh, patience and respect for themselves and others. And one of the best teachers, parents, is through demonstration. I'm sure you know this, but I'm just going to say it. As children are sponges in overwhelming cases, they will do and act how they see their parents do and act. Um, one of the um, ministers that I admire, T.D. Jake, says, give the rules and then give them the why. Don't just give them rules. But then you also follow it up with the why. And this will help them to think succinctly and clearly in their lives, whether they're around you or just out in the world. So I just want, um, you know, I'm just saying that I'm praying for those families of Keith Lamont Scott and Terrace Crutcher and just God help us. OK, let's move on to the controversy regarding the Kaepernick effect. You know, it's growing as high school football players are doing this while the national anthem is playing, you know. So it was reported, you all, as I'm doing my research in Reuters, for example, my gentleman named Mark Lamport Stokes, he said that the Los Angeles Rams defensive end Robert Quinn raised his fist and San Francisco 49ers back quarterback Colin Kaepernick 
was among several players who knelt during performances of the U.S. National Anthem on Sunday. Now, he goes on to say that three Miami Dolphin players also took a knee before their game against the New England Patriots as public protests continued in the National Football League aimed at drawing attention to racial inequality. Okay? Now, I know that some people have their, you know, opinions about it and, you know, and I'm, you know, and I'm sure that, you know, everybody does, you know, but this is, it's also, uh, this, this, this act of, uh, showing, um, their distaste for inequality here in this country is now growing on to the high schools. There's high school, um, football players that have joined Colin Kaepernick in his stance. So here's another wow I'm going to say to you guys. There are, they are not protesting something that is not for the betterment of this nation. It's about the inequality that has seemingly gained more momentum recently in our nation. And it's not a good thing. It's relational to what I just stated. And that all I'm, and that's all I'm going to say. I mean, we have to do something, um, right now to, um, hopefully, um, you know, change the, um, change the, 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 you know, the flavor of, of what's going on in here. And, you know, I, I'm being told that the, the entire WNBA Indiana fever team took a knee during the national anthem that last night. Um, thank you very much, my, my, uh, engineer Dave. He is just, he's just the most best, he's the best thing. Um, he always keeps me, uh, informed when, when needed. And so thanks for that information. And, and, and it's very, very important, as I said, that we get, we, we need to change the, the methodologies that's going on in this, this country right now. Okay. I am going to take a break and then I'm going to bring my fabulous, phenomenal women on. So I ask that you get up and stretch and get more coffee and tea and come back with me. Listeners, this is Teresa E. Keeves, and I want to talk to you about bullying. Do you know that bullying is still a constant negative in our society, not only for children in grammar schools and high schools, but also in our colleges, university, and workplaces? I want you to know that professional mediation is a great method for resolving issues regarding bullying. It also allows party members to engage in a much-needed conversation to clarify what the issues are and to resolve them without the involvement of law enforcement and in relation to our children, the possibility of school suspension. Need more information? Please give me a call at 623-594-5657 or visit my website at www.tekmediations.com. Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you for returning with me. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Put It All on the Table through Mediation. That soon is going to be the name of my program is going to be changed to Here's Teresa. And the topic of my show today, um, my listeners, is Love, Trump, Hate. So I'm going to uh, bring my guest on as we have a lot to talk about, um, as I do only have a one-hour show. All right, and, and I describe both of these women as being um, phenomenal women because they are. My first guest is Michelle Kubis. She has an organization known as Positive Potentials LLC, 
and it is an outcome-based business consulting and coaching practice that is led by her, who is she is an enterprise business analyst and certified coach, certified behavior and value values analyst. The company's proprietary business literacy approach establishes positive potentials as a catalyst for humanistic change in the contemporary work of sphere. Michelle says that the one with the shortest learning curve leads a seasoned business analyst and award-winning, formally trained certified business coach, accomplished business blogger. Michelle links performance and results to how well companies learn business literacy. Her ideas are shared, are shared nationally in webinars, speeches, and hands-on web, and hands-on websites. Michelle's experience is an organizational facilitator, behavioral analyst, dynamic entrepreneur, and accomplished writer, which which she brings to each engagement. Positive Potentials LLC award-winning brand marketing, entrepreneur development, and corporate communications expertise are forged from these principles. My next guest is attorney Terry Griffiths. Now, Terry Griffiths, um, if any of you, you know, out there, you, you listen to my show, she is um, an attorney. She um, is now stationed down in um, the Virgin Islands, and um, she um, has a Bachelor of Science in Criminal Justice, and she has worked as a probation and parole officer for two different states before attending law school. Now, after practicing law for several years, Terry has earned a bachelor's in taxation degree from the University of Florida while working as a staff attorney for a federal judge. Now, recently, you all, she served as an acting attorney general for the Virgin Islands until a permanent replacement was found. Very impressive. She continues to advocate for implementation of restorative justice concepts, dispute resolution in the schools, all the way through the criminal justice system. Interaction between the offenders and the community victims reduces recidivism and minimizes the cost of warehousing criminal office offenders. The costs are much higher than the 80000 per year to house each prisoner. So, you know, we need to really do something about that. Thank you, Michelle and Terry, for being on my show today. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Good morning. Teresa. Good morning. How are the both of you? Terrific. Very Eager good. Eager to get started. All right, then. Okay, well, we're ready to get started with Michelle. You're going to be up first. Now, okay. I, I want to start with you because... You know, you're, you're this business savvy person, and I want to give some stats regarding women owned businesses in America. Now, these stats for information purposes are from the National Association of Women Business Owners, and this is really good news. Now, it says women owned businesses in the United States, Michelle. It says that more than 9.4 million firms are owned by women employing nearly 7.9 million people and generating 1.5 million in sales as of 2015. The other stat says that women-owned firms, 51% or more, account for 31% of all privately held firms and contribute 14% of employment and 12% of revenues. Now, with the million-dollar businesses, Michelle, one in five firms with revenues of $1 million or more are women-owned. 4.2 of all women-owned firms have revenues of $1 million or more. Now, 
And during Hillary Clinton's recent speech at the Black Woman's Agenda Symposium, this was on the 16th of September of this year, she noted that the fastest growing segment of women-owned businesses are those of African-American women. The stat says that 2.9 million firms are majority owned by women of color in the U.S., and these firms employ 1.4 million people and generate 226 billion in revenues annually. That's huge. Now, Michelle, as specializing in assisting both sexes on how to grow their businesses and learn how to become great purveyors of their businesses, what are the top five things you can say to my women listeners who are thinking about opening up a business? You know, for example, I have an idea. How do I start? You know, what do I need? Well, thank you again for inviting me, uh, Teresa. This is a very important topic. But this, this really, the next issue is really an access to the tools that will make someone successful. So the foundation of any, any positive business enterprise is research. The first mm-hmm. thing people must do is be informed. They, they need to look around them and see how their idea plays in the market, where they're at, uh, what adjustments need to be made for a particular, um, for example, if you were opening a clothing store, is there a, a community preference? You mentioned women of color, that if there, if there was a different set of criteria for people, um, maybe you have a lot of uh, people from a particular culture in an area. Those are things to be considered. That would be number mm-hmm. one. Uh, number two, I, I just put out a, an item in my blog. I re- revived it, uh, how to turn a hobby into a business. And it's something that people are passionate about, that they absolutely eat, drink, and sleep this, this idea that has taken over their life, basically, <laughs> that... Um, that it has to be born kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a sense mm-hmm. of dedication. It's a sense based on the research. Then the next thing is going to be funding. And I find this is where the train starts going off the track a little bit because the funding, people self-fund a lot. They'll use credit cards and uh, that, that kind of thing. But that's not a good idea. It's a last resort. If you mm-hmm. if, really want to have a, a resource that is to allow for at least four to six months of very little income because more is going to go out than comes in on the front end. Mm-hmm. However, the research will support uh, people coming to them based on what they, they're going to find out, um, how solid the idea is. It takes time. Nothing is overnight. And even with the Internet, you have to drive business. And that's number four, the marketing. Marketing sounds like some kind of mysterious uh, element. It really is nothing more than a megaphone. And that people need to understand that without marketing, they're going to be absolutely nowhere. And mm-hmm. always, I always advocate with, with clients that they start with what I call pilot program. They, they don't blow out the whole thing on the front end. They 
use it as a launch and, uh, what should I say, like under a microscope, that they that that way they can tweak it up like a uh, like an engine. They can adjust. They can oil. They can do things on a smaller scale rather than going in and buying twelve thousand square feet of a warehouse. You know what I'm saying? That yes, that they jump in hook, line, and sinker without really testing and seeing what could be adjusted. And this really, I advocate that they work with. If uh, there's resources in all cities on economic development, uh, business mm-hmm. is a great asset to have. Somebody who's really in your corner. And again, I'm not saying it's because I'm a coach. I needed a coach, and I think it's a great idea to have people on your side that you can trust. Because this, when you go out in business, it's a, it can be a very shaky uh, situation. You really need someone who's going to speak truth to you uh, regarding your idea yeah and someone who can someone who can shape you and you know and cultivate your idea so that it can get off on the ground as you said it's going to take time um you know so uh you, you know in order for you to do all of the things that you need as you had said research your ideas um, you know, um, you have a hobby, you can turn it into your business, um, you know, things of that nature. But, but Terry, you know, um, when I was listening to, um, the, the speech, uh, from, from Hillary Clinton, the 16th of, um, uh, this month, um, she said uh, something that was that, you know, that really struck me. And uh, she said that more businesses die in the parking lots of banks than anywhere else, you know, you know, because they're, they're wanting to, to uh, get, get, you know, uh, uh, you know, capital. They're looking to get, um, initial capital or they're looking to get, you know, add more capital. You yourself are a very successful, um, um, and, and attorney. Um, you have your own business. So, you know, so what do you think about that, you know, that remark that more businesses die, um, in the parking lot of banks than anywhere else? Um, Senator Clinton, or former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, um, when I started my own business, and a lot of the women, a lot of my female friends have their own businesses, the key was we didn't have a lot of capital. The key is keeping our overhead low. You might be working out of a, you know, I had a one-room office space. Um, family members provided furniture to, to put into my office, family members and friends. You just don't spend any money, but... By the time I went out on my own, I had a few clients that, you know, who stuck with me, who who was mm-hmm. who were there when I started out. But the key is, um, I think one of the keys, anyway, is keeping the overhead low as low as you possibly can and growing slowly. Mhm. Yeah. Um, because you that's one. To, you know, the banks really aren't loaning money now. Banks aren't in the business of loaning <clears throat> money so much anymore. They're in the business of managing money and. We have more of a uh, private equity, but you can get small mm-hmm. business loans too. But banks are not really loaning money. They're charging fees to manage money. Yeah, yeah, they are. Because I know that, you know, years ago um, when I was in Chicago and I was starting, um, you know, starting up starting up a business there, um, I found that out to, to be the truth um, and that the best way is to, as you said, keep your overhead low 
Um, you know, um, now that the, the flavor of the thing is, you know, now they're calling it virtual. It used to be called just work at, out of your home. Now it's calling, called to have virtual offices. And those are, are proven to be very successful depending on the type of business it is that, you know, that, that you want to have. Now, Terry, as I said before, you know, you are a busy businesswoman. You are a successful attorney and that, um, you know, we can just go, you know, with the fact that you decided to become an attorney, but somewhere down the road, as you were alluding to in this, you know, what you said previously, you made a conscious decision to open up your own woman own law firm. You have already said that um, you, you had a one room family and friends, you know, helped you by giving you furniture and, you know, you had clients that stuck with you. Now, what are some of the questions that come to your mind that you needed to do initially in order that your business is successful today and that you you keep it on that successful path that you could say to our women? Well, I started out with when I first got out of law school, I learned my trade because we don't know our trade when we're in law school. We know the theory of law. So I selected not the firm that offered me the highest paying job, but the firm that I was confident was going to really train me uh, in the skills of my profession of being a lawyer. So I worked with them for three years. I also went back and got more education um, to mm-hmm. give me a, a little bit of a boost up from, you know, just a uh, anybody else coming out of law school. I went back and got a master's in tax law, which is there's not that many uh, lawyers who also have that education. I did that before I went out on my own. And it's after I got extra education that I did go out on my own. I, my friends who are in the non-legal professions, I note that they start their own businesses. Perhaps they have a daytime job or a nighttime job and they start their own businesses on the side. And when it grows big enough, that's when they leave their day job and they, they focus on the new business they've started up. So, they are not dependent upon the new business for income, you know, until it can, until they're, it's in a position to support at least a self-employed entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. that's a good way that's... to get started without borrowing money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what um, you were saying earlier and um, about the banks just are not lending any, any money anymore. Um, now, Michelle, one of the key uh, points that, you know, Terry was was talking about is that that helped her in her business is is education. And um, so education is is definitely the the key to continued business um, is is one of the um, uh, keys to continue business success. Do you agree with that? Well, yes. And I also would like to define what education is. Uh, First of all, education is not just formal classroom training. Education, and and Terry brought up a great point, she chose to be surrounded by people she felt she could learn from, and that's really more uh, what I call an apprentice environment, whereby Mm -hmm. you're getting paid, that's even more of a bonus, but the idea you're learning from people who are experts in that field. Uh, I would add to that, that probably the number one thing for young uh, companies is to learn and master networking. And the the reason for that is it gives you an opportunity to test your idea on different people who don't know you so they don't have an agenda 
uh, short of being a competitor, for example. And it's a great way to to uh, bring people that are not in your sphere of influence and develop another sphere of influence to their people. So w- what I find is learning how to network effectively, which is not going to an event and collecting business cards. Networking is really building uh, contacts in the in the arena, if you will, the marketplace, these are people that may not actually be your clients, but they will influence other people to be your clients. And this is something I think that's critical to uh, really building a base, a foundation to uh, springboard into a full-time job for yourself. I like what Terry said. Yes, you already employ. You can do the, the other item as um, part-time. That's that's great, but at some point you have to fish and cut bait. You know, that's to jump off the the uh, the building with the parachute. So you have to make your own parachute. But the best the best thing to do that I would recommend is really strengthening those networking skills. And there are plenty of webinars and, and things. But that's something I do as a coach as well is teaching people how to effectively network. It's very important that people see you. And, and see how you function because it's more your behavior and how you treat people that's going to determine the success of your business. Exactly. And, you know, one thing um, a lot of people don't like, and, um, um, and, and I can kind of understand this, is that, you know, they don't like to, they're thinking that they're wasting their time volunteering, Terry, you know, because I started out um, volunteering um, mediation and then, you know, I moved up, you know, um, in the court and things like that, which I still, um, volunteer, um, my time for the attorney general. And I feel that it's, um, uh, that it has been, um, a very big service to me. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm a big, I am a big supporter of volunteering. Uh, I raised three sons. They all did volunteer work in the summers. It taught them values that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And, you know, even in my legal practice, probably one-third of what I do is pro bono for specific mm-hmm. or community, uh, some sort of issue regards to civic or community and the environment. Not just mm-hmm. the environment, but, you know, if it's a civics issue, just like the Restorative Justice Act, that's a pro bono project of mine, um, mm-hmm. preparing the statute for that. So um, everybody mm-hmm. should volunteer. Everybody, you meet people, that's a good way to network, but, you know, mm-hmm. giving back to the community, it's all positive. Yeah, it's all pos- It's all a positive thing. So for all of you out there who are thinking that volunteer is a waste of time, um, you've heard it from um, the three women here, um, Terry, Michelle, and myself, that volunteering is a very positive thing. Now, uh, Michelle, you know, we are fast approaching the upcoming presidential election. And aside from the contentiousness, bigotry and hate that has, in my opinion, historically become unprecedented in a manner for the name calling, the lies and other nasty things invoked by Donald Trump regarding Hillary Clinton, who is the first woman to ever receive the presidential nominee from a major uh, party. Now, my question to you is do you think that Donald Trump would be so outlandish if the nominee of his opposition was a strong male? Oh, yes. I think he's an ego gone wild. That's 
he he can't control himself. Uh, as as someone who works with behavior and values and so on, this is this is a lifelong thing with him. This is not just the the, the uh, presidential election. If you speak to people who work with him, all of this is just how he behaves. This mm-hmm. is, he's one mm-hmm. person. The scary part is the people who are following him, as far as is, I'm concerned. That mm-hmm. Really, you know, let's have a difference of opinion. Well, you and mm-hmm. I have real fun, uh, active conversations. We don't always agree with each other, but we don't take out a handgun at, uh, you know, across the lunch table and, and mm-hmm. start, uh, threatening each other. How do you ever learn anything if you don't question, if you don't uh, do some research? But he is, a, he is like that as a person. And what I find really strange is the, the children come out, they're like children of the corn, I call them. They're like under the gas. Mm-hmm. The mother raised those kids. He didn't raise them. He was too busy making money. And she, mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's a lifelong uh, endeavor with them. This is nothing new. It's just coming to the foreground. And I think Carl Bernstein had the best antiseptic, if you will, you know what they say, is that uh, sunshine is the great antiseptic, that more has to be known about his business dealings and the way that he's treated people, which to me, uh, I don't I don't know, he's not had exactly a sterling uh, reputation. Look, Hillary's got her own work. It's not about perfection. It's really about what I call for the good of the house. And, and for me, I would much rather have someone at the home of our country that at least can see the big picture, having traveled the world, being intellectually curious, uh, being involved from a very young age with different mm-hmm. exposure. Her experience is, is global. His experience is in his penthouse with his gold toilet. You know, I exactly. mean, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I'm offended by that. I've had many a heated conversation with people that I know that's important, mm-hmm. which I find terrifying. Yes, it is. And I, I totally agree um, with you. I, I just want to chime in. I want to hear Terry's uh, comments on this, but I just want to chime in. For me, um, um, you know, Michelle and, and Terry, my listeners out there, it's all about doing the right thing. And I agree also with you, uh, Michelle, that, you know, with, with his followers, um, particularly, and I'm going to say this because I'm a woman of color, okay, um, is that, you know, I'm, I'm not understanding all of these, you know, people of color that are following him. You have all of these black ministers, um, who are very inept in education and historical facts. Um, and they're also not doing their research. You spoke to, uh, spoke a little bit about his businesses and things. Well, I happen to be a proponent of following people because as you and I probably been knowing each other now for, I don't know, 15 years or something. It's been a long time, but, um, you you know, but, but I've always uh, have, there always been, you know, um, um, uh, uh, you know, I like to know what a person is all about. So I do research. And one of the, the, the things, you know, is that, um, you had, um, uh, uh, they were talking that, oh, well, the, you know, black people, um, 
Um, you had Don King, who is, uh, I will say straight out, he, I, I've never, I never care for Don King. I never liked Don King. And I think that Don King is very ignorant. And, um, he said yesterday, um, in this very controversial speech and that everybody carried out, one of the things that he said was that black people need, uh, Donald Trump. You know, this, really? I mean, I can't well, even, I can't even wrap my head around that no. particular because when you know as a little girl i don't know about other children but as a little girl we had to be um on point i had to be cognizant of my surroundings what was happening in the world i had that kind of parents that made sure of that so when i was a little kid i noticed that when don king was promoting you know these fights and everything there was something about him that just didn't sit well with me and so you know through the years and particularly now now i i know why but the 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 thing is is that i also have also said that we are dealing with people who are a you know, very lost. They're disconnected uh, from the source. Uh, Terry, I'd like for you to, to, to comment on what Michelle and I just said. Well, my opinion is Donald Trump, his brand, and he's big about branding, is outrageous conduct, and he has the mentality of a Jerry Springer show. That's his brand. His rhetoric is diverting the American public's attention to this outrageousness while the real issues are not really being addressed. They're not debating real issues that that this country is facing. Um, I almost think that Donald Trump is in there just to knock out the legitimate Republic contenders. I'm not Democrat or Republican. I call myself a libertarian. I'm liberal where it comes to social issues and conservative when it's economic issues. But um, Donald Trump, he's created chaos. And it's a new low in incivility and trash journalism. I was talking to a newspaper publisher who said they print what sells. They, they are going to keep printing uh, basically dirty laundry because the public loves it and the newspapers fly off the shelf. So really, oh yeah, our worry is what kind of who's is it? Is it the majority buying this? Have we have we now? Sunk to a new low of uh, reality television, and I don't because these aren't facts; these aren't real issues. And who's buying it? And if no, we don't well, believe in it, we have to stop. Well, buying part it. of it, I have one word that I use for people like Donald Trump, and I know a few of them. Is they're opportunistic. They're, yes. they're like a, an apex predator that hunts from you know looking for the weakest in the herd. That, that kind of thing. That, that, that's how the, that he strikes me. First of all, mm-hmm. I find his tactics. I couldn't do business with somebody like that. I don't care how his daughter is in love with her, with him. You know, mm-hmm. he, he just, he offends my soul with the things that he says. How he talks about his African American. Really? Does he have a yeah. test that he's <laughs> in his office? You know, I God. Think, what is that? This yeah, and very it, it, ignorant, and I feel bad for people who can't see their own anger and frustration takes over, and they think that he's a, he is a, a voice for them. Good exactly. Exactly. See, and this is what I mean. I appreciate both of you, com- both of your comments, um, um, on this. I, I appreciate this that, you know, because I know that we're talking about women and the reason that I'm having this conversation is, of course, you know, that women, we, 
if we are what like one woman um one you know that we're like uh you know the majority of the of of the of the population in this world and um right. so you know basically we are the leaders and and you know and I'm not going to say that I expect you know this you know this from men but you know I really expect women particularly now with all of what it is that we have to do all of what it is that we have to contend with all of what it is that we have to fight through to make ourselves a place in this world that you would have you know that that more often than not we will have risen above a lot of this negative rhetoric um, you know, that is going on in the world. Um, chiming in on what Terry said, you know, you have the, you know, you have the, um, the reality shows. Everybody is fighting. Everybody right. is mad. Everybody is this, you know. Um, they did ask some of Donald Trump's followers, you know, they said that I'm mad and they, then the, the reporter asked, what are you mad about? I, I don't know. Okay. So seems to me, uh, you know, I'm not a mental health specialist. My brother who is not here, who is a mental therapist, uh, but I, you know, I did take some classes and things like that, and I am a common sense person. Um, if you're angry and you don't know why you're angry, I said that there's something in up with you mentally there, and that you're proud of yourself to say that on television because it seems to be the consensus of this nation. We're not talking about the world, but the consensus of this nation who deems itself to be the most powerful, the most positively stringent on on things that are not good. For 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 uh, humanitarian issues and 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 you know this nature, they're trying to be um, you know it's it's I I'm just you know basically somewhat at a loss for words of watching mankind continue uh-huh. to go down in the cesspool <laughs> of darkness. You know what I'm sure. saying? Well, there there are people that you know. I think it was Gandhi. I'm please you could fact check me, but uh, a, a culture and a society. It is judged by the way it treats its women and children. Mm-hmm. And the way that we, we as a culture, we worship at the altar of uh, chaos because that's only a distraction. If people want to have some insight into what's going on, there's a great book by Naomi Klein, I believe it's called The Shock Doctrine. And, <laughs> excuse me, it was really at the root of the economic collapse and crisis and so on. These things mm-hmm. are actions so that people, the, the, the power seats can even grab more control over everything. There, it, it's like, uh, it's almost like a science fiction movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, uh, it's disturbing to the point that if you really lift the lid, you know, on what's going on, it's not mm-hmm. what it appears to be. There's more, um, the chaos is a smoke screen so that all this, like the Patriot Act that, that went into play after 9-11. They mm-hmm. to grab people's rights and, and that kind of thing. And if we don't wake up soon, and waking up requires us to do something. It's not exactly playing about it. It's, we have to really stand or something in a group at your at your place of worship, whatever. You, you know who does a great job uh, with this is the Anti-Defamation League. They are a great model for groups. Forget that they're a Jewish organization. They advocate for all people, not just Jews. And um, their organization 
is really powerful in terms of how they connect with the with the Congress, who is absolutely useless. And uh, I I just I find it terrifying that people have given up their rights in the name of security. See, they create this so that you feel insecure, and therefore, okay, we're going to come in and save you now. Exactly. They're the and, answer, and you have to vote for them, and, and so on and so on. You know, John, yeah. whatever you, whatever else, he, he, something happened to that man after the election. When he, after he lost the candidacy and all of that, he changed. He used mm-hmm. a, a person that you could, you know, get a, a decent answer from, and he mm-hmm. was, been under the gas, as far as I'm concerned. I don't. I don't understand uh, how. How after being insulted by this clown, uh, he doesn't like people who are captured. That's good. Like he had a, a deferment. What is it? Four or five times. Six. Going in. Six. I mean, who? Yeah. Who is that? What? Exactly. Six. He had six yeah, deferments. Like and yeah, he had. He yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but we got about four minutes. This time goes yeah, by go so ahead. fast. I'm sorry, I didn't yeah, but that that's okay. He he had six deferments, and um, you know, you guys out there can fact check me if if you want on that. Um, but 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 the thing is that it's you know things are just uh, off the chain right now. Now I I, I have a question. I want to I want to get this in, and I want you guys to. Uh, to chime in on it, uh, you know, very quickly. Um, as part of my show's description today, I said that Hillary Clinton stated that in part of her recent speech during the Black Woman's Agenda Symposium, which was the 16th of this month, she said that this presidential election feels that uh, feels different, and that's because it is, and that the next 53 days is going to shape the next 53 years of this country. So can um, Terry, very quickly, can you uh, tell me what it is that you think she meant by that? Uh, you know, well, I don't know what she meant by that, but I can. My position is everything is a division. Everything going on in the United States now is to fraction, divide. Uh, if the American public actually worked as a team and all came together, we could hold our politicians accountable. We could hold the corporations accountable that has a stranglehold on our country and our congressmen and senators. So, and I agree with um, my co-speaker today is that chaos will justify further loss of our constitutional rights. I'm Mm -hmm. very concerned about the police brutality, but I'd like to see the statistics on it and see is the media making this a racial or do we have... Uh, white people getting shot too. But the more we attack our police, and I'm not saying they do anything right, but what's the next step, martial law? I mean, we have to fix it in a different way without saying we don't want the police or the police are wrong, or otherwise we're going to have the military. It, exactly. And then how was problem. Yeah, and then how's that? I mean, the military has already been called into North Carolina. Michelle, can you jump in right quick? Yeah, so I, I think Hillary has a, a, a state of experience that shows that there are different ways to handle these things other than just calling in the uh, the fit, if you will. Uh, I think that this is like a McCarthy-era replay on steroids and that somebody has to stand up to this person 
And I think she is, that's what she's talking about, that the next generation, we're going to lose two generations if he gets in there. We're going to lose two generations and erode all the progress that was made through this struggle over the last hundred years. And it's not just a black-white issue. Police have had issues. What this is is now coming to light. A lot of this stuff has been going on forever. This is not new. And I think that what's happened is there's so much exposure anymore that that's what people are seeing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. It's a war in And they used to have these goon squads. They used to go Mm -hmm. into the, 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 uh, the black neighborhoods. And it was just, they would round up people. I mean, it was unbelievable. That's in the 60s. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was terrible, you know. Um, I just want to say real quickly, cause I got about, um, uh, two minutes left, that what I said in my part in my show's description, that this negativity is being more than, uh, spoon fed to a good number of Americans on a daily basis who already believed in this nasty rhetoric, but put it in their back pocket, which is somewhat relational to what my, my guest Michelle, uh, Kubis have just said. Well, ladies, this time goes by very fast. I, I think I said that. I enjoyed, enjoyed, enjoyed this conversation. I really appreciate the both of you taking your time and and coming forward to with me and and my listeners educating us on what it is that you think this very important topic um, about love, Trump, hate, because love does Trump hate. Michelle Kubis, is, as I said, is a fabulous business coach. I've been knowing her for years. Um, you can contact her via her um Email, which is mkubas at positivepotentials.com. If you have anything dealing, uh, with, uh, in, in the law field, my fabulous friend Terry Griffiths, uh, she's kind of, um, uh, I, we met at, when we were at, um, uh, Pepperdine University. It's been four years now already. Um, her email is terry, um, at Griffiths, uh, dash law.com. Two phenomenal impeccable women and I'm not just saying that because it's important to keep around you um uh, people that that are you know that we are going to support each other and as we move on in our lives thank you for listening to me you guys go out and make it a great day I'll see you again on October the 6th take care this is Teresa E. Keeves mm-hmm.